take number 452. <laughs> Torturing people is bad. Drinking the blood of virgins is at least questionable. Uh, this podcast is going to go over how you go from purely innocent to murdering hundreds of the purely innocent. I have absolutely no idea who this person is. So I'm going to be asking Liberty Bridges about the Blood Countess. Her real name being Elizabeth Bathory. She was born on August 7th, 1560. She has other nicknames such as Blood Countess and Countess Dracula. And before we continue with the story of Elizabeth Bathory, I would like to say listeners' discretion is heavily advised. (laughs) This person did some very horrible things. So, those faint of heart, feel free to leave in this about five second interval. Those still here, not faint of heart, uh, I think we should actually start with the part of the story before her mother just unleashes this absolute joy upon the world. Um, Where did she come from? Well, her parents are first cousins, which is not okay. I mean, but for the day, it was kind of par for the noble course. It's actually par for the course because, you know, you've got to keep that royal bloodline pure and crisp. Gross. In this case, it did the exact opposite. People, people as in historians, have theories that Elizabeth was very epileptic and had seizures a lot during her childhood. Wait, could those, like, could those seizures have been, like, not the ones where you, like, lose consciousness, but, like, the ones where you just, like, your personality switches and you do terrible things? I mean, I was talking about, like, epileptic seizures, like, freak-out seizures, but, like, I don't even thought of that. Okay, well, some epileptic, um, like, moments are not, like, seizures, like, they, they, like, they turn into a different person. But I, I don't know if that's what they're alluding to. But I imagine she had more issues than just epilepsy with her um, kill count. We'll get into that later. Okay, fine. If we must wait to get into that juicy bit of her life, then <laughs> what, what happened next in her childhood? Well, her parents died. Did I mention they were first cousins? <laughs> I did. So, basically... She's Batman. I mean... (laughs) Her parents died when she was 10 years old, and then got engaged a year later. So 11-year-old Elizabeth was engaged to Fernik Nadatsi, who was a Hungarian soldier. I still don't see how she could have gone, like, crazy from all this, though. This is just pretty normal stuff for nobility at the time. Except for the parents' death part, I guess. Um, whose care did she go into? Because I imagine that they didn't get married right away, they were just engaged. Yeah, they were actually engaged for four years, but when it comes to that, like, her whole life she grew up um, with the servants, and, like, I think there there was probably... Uh, like one of her uncles or aunts or something like undertook her but like all her life she grew up seeing and witnessing like the abuse of the servants and the peasants 
And so that may have been an influence, which I guess is still kind of normal for that time. Maybe Elizabeth was just born wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Just born with a couple mismatched wires. (laughs) I was born like that, but it just made me (laughs) left-handed. I feel like I got the short end of the stick here. (laughs) Didn't... I heard something about her witnessing, like, some... Weren't some of her family influences, like, sadists and masochists? Yes, actually. Her aunt, dear Aunt Clara, was a sadomasochist, and there were many rumors that her and Elizabeth had an incestuous relationship, which is a no-go. Her uncle was actually a Satanist as well. I think he mismatched terms. He called him a Satanist. Yeah. Sadist. No, Elizabeth is a sadist. Oh, he was a Satanist? He like was a Satanist. Cult. Uh-huh. Okay. She was this a Satanist. This explains a lot more. Uh-huh. How did she move on from, you know, how did she transition from being married at 11, or not married, but engaged at 11 and then married a couple of years later? How did she transition from, you know, royalty married life to just absolute bloodshed and fun times? Well, there's definitely some events that occurred in between that. Like... There was rumored, like, it was rumored that while Ferenik was away at war at the ripe age of 11, <laughs> that... <laughs> the, the Lord won't let them kill children on the battlefield. It's a strategic move. Don't judge them. It was rumored that Elizabeth had a child while Ferenik was away. How old was she? Thirteen. Thirteen. Well, what happened to the child? I don't know. I don't know, but I do know what happened to the father. Oh? <laughs> uh-huh. So, Ferenik returns, okay? He was not happy whatsoever. You know what he did? He sent Elizabeth. He sent, he sent her away. Okay secluded location to deal with this man, okay? Um, it was said that Ferenik Ferenik castrated him and then set a pack of dogs loose on him, tearing him apart. Here's the catcher. There's a catcher to this? Yes, there's a catcher. Okay. Instead of Elizabeth being horrified at the thought of Ferenik ripping up this guy literally with the help of these dogs um she did she like this did she look at this and be like (laughs) this is something i want more of yeah elizabeth was intrigued one of (laughs) i i personally think that this was a pusher towards their marriage because fernick was a very violent man I can't even say man, because he wasn't a man at this point. He was, like, 14 years old. Wait, did they, like... So they're, like, teenagers just having, like, having happy fun times killing people? That's, like, their thing? This wasn't just, like, her? Like, he helped? I think they were both very mentally unstable. But what I personally think this leads into is, like, their bonding they bonded over their love of torturing other human beings. 
you know, the fundamentals of marriage, obviously. <laughs> like, you know, some people go out and have dinner. They just happen to really like committing crimes together. But yeah, that was definitely a transition, and I think that is what strengthened their marriage, sadly. Husband returns from war, casually castrates this this guy, happily ever after. So what happens... Well, it's not happily ever after yet, because you've still got plenty of her story to tell. What happens after after castrated man gets eaten? Like, like what more uh, shenanigans, shenaniganery do our dynamic duo get into? <laughs> well, they... As a wedding gift, Farinick gifts gifts Elizabeth a castle. Oh, see, I imagine this was like cute, like oh a castle. But then I imagine they put a torture room in the basement. Yeah, this castle was literally the main scene. Castle main scene don't make sense. Wait, castle what? <laughs> I said like this castle. It, I said main scene, but main scene doesn't make sense. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna put the guitar down. Smart choice. Um, Why doesn't it make sense? Because the wording is weird. Oh, Every Castiche? Well, that's the castle name, but I'm talking about... I said main scene. I meant literally all the tortures happen in this castle. Oh, okay, I understand what you mean now. Yeah. I'm just dumb. Anyways, it could have been romantic, you're right, but <laughs> the fact that there were all those tortures it turns it away immediately. Okay, they, um, whoever's listening couldn't see my face <laughs> widen when you said it could have been romantic. I thought you meant, like, torture castle, <laughs> and I was like, No! no. Okay, I understand what you mean now. Again, okay, sorry, let me get back in the rhythm. Hi, Colt. Sorry, there's a dog here. Anyway, I was just reading, and I just remembered that, like, Romania is literally enemies with Hung like, Hungary, mm -hmm. and they're, like, right next door. And a hundred years prior, a dude named Vlad the Impaler was born, who's also, like, a sadistic human being. I Is there this, like... Is there just... A bunch of messed up royalty back then or is there just something in their culture that is just like okay with royalty being terrible um I mean they did have a lot of power a lot of power like um there was there was a thing yeah <laughs> um nobles and people higher up were able to get away with a lot of more things <laughs> The average human being. I mean, but that goes for, like, any culture that had, like, monotheistic rulers. Or not theistic, that's religious. Mono... It's mono-something. I don't remember, whatever. But, like, anytime you had just one rule... Monarchies. Anytime you had monarchies, they were always okay with, like... A, you had to be okay with them abusing power, because if not, you know, you get decapitated. But, like, I feel like just... These two are just above the rest when it comes to being sadistic, terrible people. I guess a lot of rulers probably treated their servants like garbage. Yeah, I think if you look at it in 
not like a psycho psychological way, however you say that word. Um, they're, I don't want to say that they're like an average human being, because they're obviously not, but humans are power crazy. It's, it's just, it's kind of a fact. Um, and I guess these people just got enough power, and they got addicted to it, and they just wanted more, if that makes any sense. Um, so, she starts killing, well, they start killing people together, um, but I imagine, like, that's not totally happily ever after either, like, there's still more story to it after, after this happens, because I imagine peasantry get kind of upset when you're like, where'd Timmy go? Oh, he just was the... 300th person down in the torture chamber this year. <laughs> See, all the significant um, events happened after Farinick died. He died to an unknown illness. There isn't really a record of how he died, but I just know that he was away, and while he was away, Elizabeth was doing all these horrific, horrendous things. Uh, I feel like now would be a good time for the commercial break. Oh. This episode is brought to you by Clorox Wipes. <laughs> I think um, now would be a good time for the commercial break for anyone who's still listening after all that shenaniganery. <laughs> it's going to be my catchphrase for this. Sh We're going to make more. That's going to be my catchphrase. Shenanigan. Shh, it's fine. <laughs> um, this episode of We Don't Have a Name Yet was brought to you by not actually Clorox wipes. Do you have a sudden stain that has just developed suddenly overnight? Do you need those mystery stains gone now? We have the solution for you. Clorox wipes boast Clorox in their wipes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I need to tell you about when it comes to Clorox wipes. This I think I've sold you. Kills 99.9% .9 germs. And those that survive end up looking like Post Malone. <laughs> I really hope you get that joke. Anyone who's seen Post Malone would get that joke. Anyway, so before that not actual break break, we were talking about how her husband... So, like, what happened after he died? Like, how did this affect her life and just how she was operating in general? Well, she w was already not functioning as a human being, as a normal oh. human being. Really? Yeah. I, I, oh, that's news to me. Yeah. Well, um, let's just say she became a lot more reckless. Like, before, she, she, was, she was killing servant girls, like, in her castle, okay? In this castle, they were hers. And, like, she would just hire new ones. Because, like, servant girls, I guess at the time it was considered a privilege to be working for a noble. But, like, nobody cared. Like, they could just disappear and nobody would question it. Wow. Job of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so, after Farinick died, Elizabeth, um, she became a lot more reckless. She would start bringing girls from outside the castle. And, like, I think at some point she brought in, um, 
like another like noble girl and she like disappeared and like people noticed and they've they're actually like speculating oh if you're a servant girl don't go into this castle otherwise you'll disappear forever um but she it was just but I, I imagine when you're like one of our nobles who was like part of royalty and like the popular famous bloodline went for a sleepover and just didn't come back i imagine that's a quite a bit more noticeable than some peasantry oh yeah actually that's what ended up causing like there was a raid in the castle like one of the kings count thurzo was instructed by a, a king yeah um to look into elizabeth as like really main really suspect main suspect to all the disappearances is there is there any like popular like is there any there should be some media on this like like somebody should have made a movie about this this sounds oh, like there's definitely a, a movie. detective novel there's definitely a movie and there's a lot of novels like trust me i was looking for like book sources they're all novels well, I mean, it sounds like a perfect setup for, like, a mystery thriller, you know, like, ah, oh, 600 girls go missing, I have a hunch. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Like, there's a lot of media coverage. So, you probably have heard of the Blood Countess, um, but you just don't know her by Elizabeth Bathory. So there's a very, very well-known rumor that this lady bathed in the blood of virgins. Um, not true, actually. Um, this was, like, an assumption made by this priest who, um, this claim was made by, um, a Jewish Jesuit priest, um, Laszlo Tros, whatever, by this priest, okay? (laughs) Um, this was one of the first, like, public like documents about Elizabeth's life all everything before that was told through stories um and this wait so he like officially started documenting stuff about her oh yeah and like before this there wasn't any serious documentation on her little murder escapades from what I understand yes um but the catch is this was this claim that she bathed in virgin virgin blood was made a hundred years after her death so i guess we'll never know actually if she ever did bathe in virgin blood i I heard the more likely thing is that she drank it and that's like where we get vampires drinking blood see i i saw something that was that that occurs with people who are epileptic these creative geniuses thought that you like you dab a little blood on your mouth it'll cure your seizures like they'll just stop according to this treatment so i'm sure that's where it like started off but you know it could also be it could also be something else. Wait, so this might have just been, like, escalated. So, like, she might have had some seizures as a kid and be like, come here, honey, let me dab some blood on you. And she's like, okay. And then, you know, she, like, got a taste of it. And she's like, oh, it's kind of really good. Come here, let me drink a, your oh entire stock of blood. <laughs> yeah, um, it definitely escalated. That 
That's definitely a word I would use. But, yeah, this claim was completely, well, most likely false. Well, what happened after they sent people to investigate her? Like, where did that lead? Oh, yeah. So, according to Count Thurzo, he approached Elizabeth, like, formally, and she denied everything. As probably one would do if you were accused of such thing. Did you kill these 600 virgins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> join me, priest man? <laughs> Save some souls while you're at it? Oh my god. But, yeah. Formally approached her. She denied everything. And then what ended up happening was Count Thurzo raided the castle. <laughs> he... Guess, guess what he found. You should just take a guess. Uh, dead people. I mean, you're not wrong, Blood but... dead people? Torture devices. You're not wrong, but what ended up happening was Count Thurzo had walked in on Elizabeth eating the genitalia of one of the poor, poor victims, um... Oh, wow, so that thing that happened to, like, her ex-lover really just... Duck with her, huh? Uh-huh, I guess so. Okay. Uh-huh. What did he do about that whole situation? So, Elizabeth was immediately captured. They didn't go anywhere. She was held in her own castle, um, basically until her death. I mean, um, I guess it's not, it's not a terribly good punishment. But, I mean, I guess she couldn't really kill anyone after this, right? Yeah, she, yeah, she was, I'm assuming she was put under, like, heavy surveillance watch. Surveillance as surveillance could be in the 16th century. Um, but she was basically watched at all times. Oh, I'm glad there's no more dying virgins. Um, but, like... What did this change, like the political realm of that country after this? Like, did anything change because of her doing all this, or did everything just go on like kind of normal? Um, I don't know, but what I do know is that there were a lot of rumors surrounding like Elizabeth as like a ruler, um, such as like oh, she she was possibly a lesbian, or she was a witch. And, like, I, I guess these were the most horrible things ever. I mean, witch was way more common back then. And that could be just, like, random people. Like, anyone could be called a witch, but, like, if you're drinking blood, it's a lot. Like, I can... I can see how you could jump to that conclusion. Yeah, there's also the obvious, like, vampire. Um... Why do they think that she was a lesbian? Um, it was definitely... I think it may have something to do with her aunt, but I think that was just all rumors. But when it comes to historians thinking that she was a lesbian, it's definitely... It could possibly just maybe be the 600 virgin girls. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair <laughs> <point>. Um... <laughs> disturbing story. It really is. Um, I'm just looking through your notes, and I see... <laughs> why do they think that she hated female anatomy? Um, it may have been because 
like her targets, like women typically, or girls, servant girls. And there was um, a lot of internal, like historians think that there was a lot of like internal struggle with like her sexual identity. Um, and so she took it out on other women. Other women. That's rough. Yeah. But not, ex- doesn't excuse her actions. Of course, of course not. Oh my goodness. Um, were there women serial killers before this of any prevalence? Or was she like the first one? Because if, if she's like the first that we have documented, this is pretty, um, it's a way to start out with a bang. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know, actually. Um, there, there was this girl... Gulia Tafano. She, I, it's actually around this same time period, but like in Italy, I believe. Um, she made like a spe- special concoction of various, um, various poisons, like arsenic and lead, and there was another one I don't remember. But like she used it, and like she she sold it as a prod product for young women or just women in general, to kill off their husbands. Um, like, abusive husbands, and just get out of, like, that kind of marriage, if that makes sense. Um, I... It's a get-out-of-jail-free card, but a little bit more weighty of a cost. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, besides, like, past serial killers, during this time, was there anybody else involved besides, like, her and her husband? Oh, oh my goodness, yes. So... This was, I believe, before Ferenik. I believe this happened after he left, but before he died. Um, But Elizabeth had this small group of accomplices. I believe it consisted of five people. Um, The person that was basically um, Elizabeth's, like, understudy, kind of. I actually think of it more like Anna... Oh, she, she was an advisor? Kind of, to Elizabeth. Uh, Anna Darvolia. So, out of this group of five, um, other people, um, Anna basically was... They were very close, which also caused rumors that they were in a relationship. Strengthening the whole maybe a lesbian thing. Yeah. Um, I was... But Anna, <laughs> she, dear, dear Anna, she was, she was actually becoming more of like an advisor for Elizabeth, like I said. Um, she would, she taught new torture methods to Elizabeth. More, what did they, what did she teach her? What did they go on to do? How, like, there, there's, there's a lot. We'll just, we'll just set that aside for now. Speed round. Speed round, okay. Um, yeah, there's, okay. So, in my notes, there's more than just what I wrote down, which consists of branded girls with scolding hot coins, keys, iron rods. Just whatever you could get your hands on. Whatever you could heat up that is metal and burn the human flesh with. Oh, the next one looks creatively terrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, in the summer, so, (laughs) 
think of this as a cafeteria menu. You know how it changes out? Uh, seasonal dishes? Seasonal dishes. Well, there was summer torture and there was winter torture. In the summer, the, the girls had the pleasure of getting smeared with honey and then having bees and ants just released on them. And they were literally left to be eaten alive. I mean, I'd be okay with half of that. <laughs> bees and ants, uh, I'm good. Hard pass. Wait, what, what were the cold weather specific? Oh, this one. So, the, the, the victims were forced to unclothe, basically. They were splashed with cold water and basically kept in like a freezer or outside during the winter. They were just kept there to freeze slowly to death. Needles under the fingernails. Oh my, okay. Uh, you can't see this one either, but I'm, my fingernails are going balled up into my fist as if I'm trying to protect them from a psychopath. Yeah, um, those were some of the few that I could find. There's probably also, like, common torture methods, which is really such a horrible sentence to say. It's just wild that it was so much more common and that she could get five whole people to join her on these... Adventures, for sure. Um. It's crazy that they just, like, must have became, like, entertainment for them. Um. Just, like, finding new creative ways to just mess up people's lives. Yeah, for sure. Um, who were the other four involved? Because we didn't talk about them yet. So, the other four aren't as well-known, per se. Um, I forgot to list one in my notes, but she was basically the janitor of it all. She would clean up everything afterwards. And two of the other two, I think... Um... Dorothea, she would go by Dorka, um, and Johans, um, or would also go by Fitzko, they would do the torturing, I believe, I think, Iona, Joe, she, she would basically go get the victims and, like, work on kidnapping them and, like, take them to whatever torture room yeah it was like a whole crew it was insane it sounds like again like a thriller uh <laughs> got accomplices with nicknames and i guess as we're wrapping this up like, this does in itself also wrap up like a store we have a beginning middle and end you know crazy lady you know born into a incestuous crazy family and then, you know, she builds it up, gets her small crew, gets her torturing habits, starts developing new methods, becomes more of a psychopath. And then, you know, then we get the hero of the story, some priest dude busts in, solves some crimes, puts her on house arrest. Which I'm surprised they didn't have, like, a worse punishment for her. Yeah, no, it's most likely because she was a noble of literally that important family like they didn't want to kill her but they killed all the accomplices but i'm glad that the story ends with less virgin death than there could have been very true i don't even have a witty remark or some kind of like takeaway from this story don't kill people you do Make sure it's self-defense and not fun times. Yeah. Um. Um. 
<laughs> if you're popular, you can get away with anything. I guess, as a wrap-up, we'll just say that the 16th and 17th century were crazy. If we ever make a time machine, I've decided on the time I'm not going to. That, very fair point. Fair point. I have hoped you guys have somewhat enjoyed listening to this story. Hopefully not all of it. Uh, the in-detail in torture part got me cringing real hard. I'm so glad that you cannot see me. How do you feel about it all? Um, I definitely feel like I should have asked permission to tell the story even more than I should have. Okay, that's something I can wrap up on. Ask for forgiveness, don't ask for permission. <laughs> we'll see you next time, guys.